people just always doing my guy Jared dirty. It's That's still not a, fair. If you miscommunicate a deep ball, it's still a bad deep ball. He's the and, best quarterback and, in the NFC North this year. Cheers to episode 101. Cheers. 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 Bud Light. Bush Light. Corona Light. Twisted Tea. Water. <laughs> All right. So, those listening again, this is not the normal show. Episode 100 and 101 are a different. Um, Evan is not with us tonight. I don't think we're legally allowed to say why he's not here. Does that feel that feels right? Right? We don't want to. Evan quit the podcast. <laughs> he's no longer friends with us, and it is a sad day. Um, Evan just got approached by Rico Beard himself to be a freelance engineer slash Monday morning radio host for ninety seven won the ticket, <laughs> and we pushed him to take the offer. That's not true. Um, he's dealing with some, we'll call it work, work-related items. But again, we're not going to speak on his behalf. We're going to call it bullshit. We're going to call it bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I would don't. No, no. Him. What he's doing is real. Yeah. It's un- it's bullshit. That he's in work. There. Yes. Yes. There you go. And as the, it's two in a row now, as it stacks up, his return is going to be heavily anticipated, I think. I think he's just going to have weeks of like takes just filling up his chest right here this we might not like, talk next show we might just listen. listen the next episode just be like evan the next evan should just do a solo year. podcast for episode 102 and then 103 will be back to normal we're gonna ask somebody so how is your weekly check-in goes oh let's see last time i was on wednesday november 15th um <laughs> i did this <laughs> this is like the first hour and a half it's just him going day by day feels likely <laughs> um but anyways tonight is wednesday december 14th it is 8.50 p.m., almost 9 p.m., so a later show. Welcome into the number one sports podcast in Michigan. We have Alex and I, Connor, Jason, and Colby. And the Lions, our Detroit Lions, not Connor's Packers, are good at the sport of football, finally. However, they're still not 500. However... Their start of the season was atrocious. This is why we're here now. But we are here, and we're going to talk about them pretty early in the show. We're going to talk the Vikings win, the Jets preview, some listener questions. We'll have Red Wings hockey finally, and Pistons. Same thing. We're going to catch up on what's happened in those seasons, despite Alex shaking his head at how gross that is. And then we'll dive into quickly any miscellaneous thoughts people have about any college sports. The Tigers made a trade, so I included them in here. And then Christmas. Any Christmas thoughts? So, without further ado, we will do weekly check-ins. Alex, we last recorded a week ago, Wednesday, December 7th. How's your week been since then? Week's been uh, good. What did I do? What did I do last weekend? Not a lot. I don't think I did anything. I think you went out on Thursday. Oh, I did. Um, Drew wanted to try the Thursday night bar scene in the area. Um, turns out there are people that like to go out on Thursdays. Hi, your daughters. Um, 
that not funny? So that was that was fun. No, that wasn't very funny. It's fun. Friday didn't did nothing, you know, because I went out Thursday. So Friday naturally nothing. At Saturday. Yeah. Um, Saturday went to East Lansing to see my family, my cousins. Um, went to the basketball game, kind of a snooze fest basketball game, but it was all right. Shout out your what? I said shout out you for the free pretzel at the basketball game. You're welcome. Wasn't wow. free to me, but you're welcome. Um, and what, what's then, up with that? You just bought a free pretzel or a pretzel he, to give out. He requested me on uh, messages, you know, requested me money for a pretzel because he saw me up in the stands and he was in the zone. And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling nice today. And I just wow. I gave him the seven bucks to go buy himself a pretzel. So, yeah. Jason, um, how many times have you done that move, Jason? I kind of love that move. That's oh, like I'm, I'm I'm the king of that move. I'm I am the king moocher. I mooch off of everybody. You're and all good at mooching. At I, but I'm great at it. We just feel bad for you. Yeah, I mean, you should look at me. It's yeah, I just, I just know when you're done with school, you'll you'll pay the favor because that's how it works. Absolutely, I've bought you a couple of things. I mean, it definitely doesn't. It's not out, much, but yeah, <laughs> yeah it's honest nice work. Um, so yeah, that's what I did Saturday, and then Sunday I went to the Lie Downs game. And defended the den for a second time this season on two and zero at Ford Field, so that was a great time. Um, yeah, that was my weekend. It's good stuff. Uh, mine quickly was. I oh, I saw point. you, Grant. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. No, I was going to cover that in mind. Don't worry. Um, visited Detroit. Back to back to my roots. Went to one of the better eating establishments in the Detroit suburban area called Zhao Jun in Bloomfield Hills. No free ads, but if you're ever there, get the chicken bow. Talked about it before. It'll just blow you off your seat. Um, saw Marissa. Saw Alex. Uh, that was for Saturday night. Saturday night, yeah. And then also was in the den on Sunday. I have the PA announcer's call of, Hey, Motown! It's third, third down. down. Every Vikings third down, they do that, and he does the whole not, game. He does not change his tone. It's the same tone. It's the same cadence. Are we sure it's not recorded? He changed it just enough each time that it's not recorded. He does that every time, and I just think maybe we need to we need to come up with some new ideas in the game entertainment aspect of the Lions field because that. That was like Rutgers football level just got really old really fast. Yeah, it was a lot. But then, and the flip side, if you're drinking enough and you get into the fourth quarter, you start leaning into it like as a joke. Like, here we go. It's third down. Yeah, I mean, I think I started to enjoy it by the end. <laughs> yeah, like you start beating them to the punch. You stand up and you look around at the people at you and you say, hey, Motown, <laughs> it's third down. Um, So that great, great football game. Can we pause um, on your recap real quick? Yeah. Um, since you left your leftovers uh, for me at my yeah. apartment. From Zhao um, Yeah. It was okay. Um, it wasn't very good, honestly. <laughs> We're talking what? When did you eat it? What day? I ate it Monday. All right. So we're talking two-day-old 
lemon pepper shrimp. That's not the most ideal Chinese Listen, it leftovers. Was, there was no noodles. It was fine. I ate it. Um, but for for what I was expecting, that was underwhelming. You would have a much better time in the restaurant. <clears throat> and with the chicken bao. But that doesn't get left over. That gets eaten at the restaurant. Well, that's kind of what I thought you would have brought me because that would have made more sense. You know, give me the good stuff. Earlier in the week, I went to the Mall of America, rode some rides. So I go there and I'm like, you know, I'd been there once before with my parents looking around like these rides look pretty rinky dinky. Like to, they're in the middle of a mall. So it kind of makes sense. No, these rides are the real deal. I went on SpongeBob's Rock Bottom Plunge. My head was ringing after that thing. It takes you like straight up this little hill, not little hill, up this hill that like your head is almost touching the roof of a mall. And then it's a straight like uh, the Western ride at Cedar Point where it's like a 90 degree inverted drop straight down. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're in the middle of a mall right now. People are shopping at Legoland and I'm just getting whipped around on a SpongeBob ride and then went on another one. Like the Wicked Twister at Sierra Point, where it goes side to side. That one was a lot, too, because it spun as it did it. So I rode about five of those in a row and was pretty, pretty dizzy after that. Um, but overall, it was a fun experience. There's a really cool one called Fly Over America, which is like a 4D theater ride. Uh, so they add in like um, sights, sounds, smells, and they have like a little mister of water that splashes on your face when they like go over areas with water in the United States. So it's pretty cool. Basically, you're looking at a big IMAX theater screen and they took a helicopter out across our beautiful country with a camera attached. So you're seeing like what that footage picked up and then you're like traveling across the country. It's pretty cool. Question from somebody who has uh, never been to the Mall America. Are these yeah. rides like, are they tall? Like, are you like high up? I think it's tall like as a mall. small. They're not it's crazy like, tall. Like how big, how, like, I don't know, how big's the mall? Like, I, I, obviously, it's, it's probably pretty huge. big, but is it like 150 feet tall? Like, are you on 100 feet in the air? I think it's like mm. as tall as the Blue Streak or a little smaller, right? Oh, that's interesting. That compare? I, I don't know what to compare it to. I would just say that the whole like building that the middle part in was the roller coasters. It's like a <clears throat> like a big basketball gym or like an airplane hanger size. Like it's a okay. it's a big hollowed out room, and they just put they put Nickelodeon universe inside of it. Okay, it's it's a sight to behold. I don't. It is interesting <laughs> to look at. There's one that we went on. I think it was like the OG ride because it wasn't even Nickelodeon. It was called the Pepsi Orange Streak. So it was a pop ride and it just goes like it was, I think, one of the first ones. It went like through the whole Nickelodeon universe. And then then I was like, wow, this is like a very large piece of property. So did you meet your favorite characters? (laughs) There was a guy dressed up in a SpongeBob outfit and the little like brown. No, he was creepy because his like brown (laughs) cardboard shorts were a little too tight. Like they were up. Oh, they're high, high past the thigh. And he looked just weird. Wow. Yeah. Saw that. And then I also got a new coffee pot. So that relates to this show because the old one I threw away was the old Gillen coffee pot that I took from Birmingham. So that coffee pot is dead. That coffee pot wasn't mine. You bought that. No, you had that. No, I I got a new one for Christmas last year because I didn't own one. (laughs) 
No, that one that we switched switched out for your new one was from your place. And then you were like, this is so bad. You just take it. I think that was the default came with the apartment coffee maker. I don't think the apartment came with a coffee maker. Interesting. Even Jason well, it was a piece of like, shit. No way. <laughs> it, um, it burned every cup of coffee, which is something I found. It was doing that when we had it here. Yeah. Yeah. And what and I you've found, been using it the whole time. I've been grinding it's through on the man. on the weekends. I use it on the weekends. Um, but I found with me, I found a solution. Coffee pots can't stand them when they burn the cup because I may I'm it's not good, but I make a lot of cups of coffee. I may look like fill up to like the sixth line. Okay. So that's that's a decent chunk. I'm coming back for like two to three refills. But I like to leave the I like it to stay warm, so I want to leave the burner on. But it just burns your coffee because it keeps cooking it. You don't need to cook coffee once it's made. So what I did was they they're called like steel cabaret pots, where it's think about your you're brewing the coffee into essentially a yeti that is sealed tight. So that's what I have now. It brews it into basically a yeti that just, no burner on the bottom. It just stays hot as long as you keep it sealed. How much we pay for Innovation this bad boy? Seventy dollars. All right. Black I mean, and Decker. Not again. No free ads. But Black and Decker. All right. All it right. A, it was a way too early Christmas gift because I'm not going to be home to unwrap it. So sent it here, and I've been using it, and can confirm the taste is good, and it does not get burnt. Having a new coffee pot that does an actual good job is life changing. Yeah. Makes really me want to nice. like just linger around the house in the morning to make more pots. That's how do you guys to travel it? yetis. I drink it dark, black, nothing in it. Any creamer for you, Grant? Um, I am a sucker for those like little cups they make. They have them at work, so I just peel off the top and pour in like one serving yep. of the French vanilla. Work coffee. Sometimes I I pop a little creamer in there because it's oh. uh it's that bag coffee. Mm. Have you ever had bagged powdered coffee? Can you just what do you do with the creamer again? I'll just plop it in there. <laughs> you just pop a little creamer in there? Just pop a little cream in there. Yeah. Don't um you guys at the hub have the Starbucks coffee maker that is free that you could use at any time? works. Correct. We have it. And we can so use it just, when it, it works. Only you can get like hot water or hot cocoa, but... A little cup of hot. You guys are overpaying for all these amenities Correct. that don't work. We yeah, agree with it you. sucks. Agreed. Wow, that was a unanimous. This sucks. Don't live there. For Is it true, uh, Colby and Jason? You guys are trying to become coffee guys now. Uh, yeah, Jason I actually, bought a coffee maker. Oh, Jason, this Beautiful. is huge news. Yeah. Oh, he froze at his moment to t- tell us about his coffee maker. No, he's back. Yeah. No, he froze again. Well, I can yeah. speak for him. Jason was very happy to get his coffee maker. He's he's happy to be a coffee guy. I haven't used it yet. I always have. Know how? I used to. Huh? Do you know how? How what? Do you know how to use it? Oh, yeah. That would sound like you really knew. I mean, if you're not a coffee guy, I can see how you wouldn't have any idea how to make it. I am, So that's what I'm getting at. As I used to have like an addiction to iced coffee from McDonald's. I used to get one every morning. Who hasn't? Yeah, I used to get one every morning, and then I kind of stopped drinking coffee. I haven't been like make my own coffee in a coffee pot kind of guy yet. We'll get there eventually, but right I have now, God's coffee. You have God's coffee. Yeah. 
<laughs> Jason, what? you're unfrozen now. So yeah, talk so us through this I, coffee maker. What's up? I said talk us through this coffee maker. Yeah, I mean it's literally branded Mister Coffee. Mm. I got it off of Amazon. I think it was like twenty bucks. This is this is the one that Grant and I had. Is yes, it right? Like four? It's, it's like probably a the same cup. one. I mean, it's in the trash can right here. I can look. It's definitely Mr. Coffee brand. Very tiny. The thing is, though, I don't leave the burner on. I just like make it, and then when it's done, this piece of shit. <laughs> mine that is, is definitely different. Mr. Coffee. Yeah, but mine's different from. Look that. how burnt the. You can't even see it, but that. Look at how shitty that burner is. <laughs> oh yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, I just turn mine off right when it's done, like fully brewing, and. uh then if I like go back for seconds when it's still not uh warm, I'll just like put it in a microwave. Yeah, yeah. Grant's just like also not smart. Like there's other ways for him to keep his warm. Like what? Put it in my sweatpants? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the microwave, Grant? No, I've done that. It's just that also kind of like, ew. I got coffee grinds on my desk now. In that process, that wasn't worth it. Um. Oh, I'm so rattled by that. Anyways, that microwaving coffee also makes it lose a little bit of taste. It's it's not gross. It gets it done, but it's not ideal. Well, I like mine because it has a setting that you can just uh, keep it on low, you know, after it's made. Well, keep your microwaver nice has a coffee nice setting. Nice and tender. <laughs> what are your my, my coffee on, has a microwaver setting. What are your opinions <laughs> on Keurig makers? Like just K-Cups? Ah, I like Keurig's quite a bit. The problem is I drink way too much coffee to have a Keurig. Yeah. One, yeah. convenient. Two, you lose a little bit of taste, but who cares because of how convenient it is. Three, you'll go broke unless you got money bags to refill those pods because you can fly through those puppies in a day, like Alex said. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to have like six a day. Same thing with like Nespresso's. Those are kind of cool. Six cups of coffee a day? Uh, He's Dan yeah, Campbell. Probably, probably close. I like four to five. Whatever. Five. What is the six on the on the thing? Probably three. I would say so. That's about right. Like three, like refills of a mug. Yeah, I have the six, and then I have an additional cup or two at work. But it depends on how deep your mug is. Like this guy can get like just two out of a sixer. Yeah. So actually, we just had a. Uh, I think what do you call it? Like a white elephant, where you oh, we God. we exchanged gifts and. Uh, I have a coffee mug that when it heats up, uh, it'll like reveal like an inner layer and Moby Huge is on it. Or not Moby Huge, uh, OG Mudbone. <laughs> <laughs> like the picture of OG Mudbone. I can't confirm. I don't know who that is. This was my um, elephant gift. OJ Mudbone? OG oh, Mudbone. Maybe, maybe oh, OG Mudbone. I don't know if you want to look that up on your Yeah, computer. Jason, you're talking about the guy who's sitting on it's the edge of bed. Laptop. Yes, yeah. correct. The guy sitting yep. on the edge. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, Just do yeah. a thumbnail. Yeah. I'm on my regular laptop. Well, that would be certainly a way to wake me up. Yes, yeah. Jason got the best white elephant gift that day. Uh, Connors is up there after what I just saw. Yeah, no, Connors was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jason's was more just like shocking. Like he got the <laughs> gift and it was like you have to heat it up to figure out what's on it. And then he brought it out, heated up, and it was just not what I was expecting. Yeah, that would be a great if, reveal. Yeah, uh, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll go heat it up for you. <laughs> um, while he goes and does that, does anyone else, Colby or Connor, have any notable things that happened to them in the past week? Um, I mean, we all did the Christmas party on Friday. That was fun. Had some 
beverages, exchange gifts, good night with good friends. Good buddies. Um, yeah, good buddies. Buddies indeed. Um, I'm trying to think. Saturday. Connor, what was that? We're into the basketball game, game and I need to get this off my chest. The people who run the Breslin big board or those graphics need to be fired immediately (laughs) because at like halftime, while they're showing little little people dancing on the screen, there was three horrendous, horrifying gingerbread men just dancing on the screen. Connor was creeped out by the gingerbread men. It was terrifying. Did you see it, Alex? I didn't think it was that creepy, Connor. To say someone should lose their job over that is is (laughs) pretty pretty dramatic. I mean, I think they should just be canned immediately. And then, Connor, do you have a like a phobia of gingerbread men, like stemming from the Shrek movie back in the day or something? Like, well, where does this come from? Kind of, so the gingerbread men looked like. I mean, I've had sleep paralysis a few times here and there, and yeah, we'll get into that sometime. So, so the gingerbread men looked like the little demons that were running after me in my sleep paralysis. <laughs> this so yeah, they, they, kind of, they kind of haunt me, to be quite honest, especially when they're just dancing in my face. Should clip that, Grant. This should be a Twitter clip. I want to see that on my Twitter. Just so casually with the quotes of just like the the gingerbread men look like the demons in my sleep paralysis dreams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that should be uh that I should mean, be clip. Yeah, I mean those things. Uh, yeah, no, I'm basketball game Saturday. I'm on your side. Uh, no, go man. ahead, Grant. No, I was just saying I agree with Connor. I that you can call for people's jobs if it hits that home <laughs> personally. I can, yeah. I can. I'll send you the video of them right now. Basketball game Saturday, Colby. Yeah, and then. Not a whole lot Saturday night. Sunday, Saturday Connor night, spent a couple days at his grandparents. And uh, so me and Jason just had a day. Of, we both just sat on the couch all day, didn't move, and watched football. Love that. That was a good day. What was your biggest takeaway from that Sunday couch session, whether it be NFL or anything else? Scott Hansen's still good at what he does. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You're not a Scott Hansen Scott guy, Hansen man. lately. I haven't watched Red Zone in a long time. Oh wow! I will That's this. Quite the cup. I will this Sunday. <laughs> wow! Um, right, yeah. Well, no, I'll, I'll save that for the line segment later. That's a cup, Jason. That's a cup. Yeah, that's a. It was, it's cool. So between Colby's sentence there and the cup, I say we get into Lions football because that's what Jason's mug has been doing. That that uh, that's what the Lions have been doing through the whole league the last six games so a little stat to start this i went and looked because i was sitting there and first things first it was like i was in an aa meeting where i just raised my hand and say my name is grant and i'm in love with the six and seven football team and i can't help it i mean i'm in love with this lions team i've never loved a below 500 team more in my life this team i feel like i can relate to we're watching them grow up in front of our eyes and so it got me thinking, like, when's the last time this fan base would have felt this good in the moment about a team? Like, over a stretch of not just one or two games, but we've got six games now where even in our loss was to the Super Bowl favorites right now on FanDuel by, like, a point that we should have won. It's the answer, if you guys are wondering, is 2016. When that team started 1-3, and three, and then went eight and one over a nine-game stretch to roar back to a lead, and then they fizzled out. Alex, we went to the Sunday night game against the Packers. I remember it. Lost, lost the, the Zach Seahawks. Center season. But we are right now doing almost the opposite of that, where we start even worse. 
are peaking towards the end of the year. We still have a couple games left, obviously. This is so tripping me out that like they can just come in through different rooms. But they're all together. My point remains is it's been since 2016 since we've probably felt this type of way about this Lions team. Yeah, easily. Is everyone else because... as bought in as I am? Yes. This is the yes. This is this is the most fun I've ever had watching the Lions. I'll say that. You're young. I know. Um, but Evan and I were fully planning to do some blue Kool-Aid talk today. Evan said on Sunday that we had to buy blue Kool-Aid and drink it on the show. Um, I did forget about that. Evan didn't show up to the show though, so I don't feel too bad. Um, but yeah, the the lines are fun to watch. It's not like they're getting lucky every game. They actually look like a good football team, which is exciting and surprising, but not surprising because we kind of predicted it at the beginning of the year. We were just off on how the first seven games would go. Yeah, I guess they are going to creep close to what records we initially had. Really close. Easily could get the same record we predicted. Yeah. Right? They have seven losses. They go 10 and seven. I think we, the two of us may have been around nine and eight. I think I said nine and eight. Evan said 10 and seven. Yeah, Evan was the most bullish, even though he's usually the most negative, which was a stunning turn of events back then. Yeah. So I guess right what we thought. We're geniuses. Um, about the game specifically, JMO touchdown nailed it. I someone has never been more right about a guy making a second career start and running limited snaps than I was about Jamison Williams. To let our guests know, probably on Tuesday or Wednesday of last week, I texted the group chat. I don't think it was that early. Let's not get crazy. That's a weird thing to check receipts on because it was early <laughs> in the week. It was like we're talking about the Kool-Aid. Jamison Williams is a hot topic. I kept reading articles. We're going to use him more. We're going to use him more. What was I met with? Naga. I don't know, Grant. Like, he's just not going to play. Enough. I did not comment, so don't let me into this. He's not going to play enough snaps. Thursday. You said it on Thursday. They're like, oh, not going to play enough snaps. I don't know. Talk to Alex later in the week. Reinforce it when I saw him in person. Like, I have a feeling in my gut this kid's going to score a touchdown tomorrow because he only needs like one snap to make an impact. What does he do? I catches a 40-something-yard bomb. My my Twitter, my fingers in the group chat was going so fast. I was like, what did I say? I know football. I know ball. Look <laughs> at this guy. I was like Stu Finer in the moment. That's what I was. That's how I felt But when you're just trying to sell yourself. <laughs> We're good. happy for you. We are. I'm, I'm happy for the whole. I'm really happy for the whole fan base. It was a great moment. I was especially happy for me putting myself out there like that with a crazy take. I think Colby had the same take. I think it was like around noon on Sunday where he was like, you know what? James Williams is going to score his first touchdown today. Well, what I may have said that, but I will say that. Always says that every week. I, uh, <laughs> I started him in fantasy and I got told that Jameson Williams is only projected two points. Don't start him in fantasy. Start somebody else. Wow, less than two. Well, what do you know? I keep him in the lineup. He gets me a touchdown. That's awesome. I also was a somewhat of a fraud because I was debating between our good friend Zay Jones and Jameson Williams, and I played Zay Jones, which was the right call looking back because Zay Jones yeah. absolutely responded. Jason, did you start him? Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't win, <laughs> but I still started on him. I started him in my other league as well, so we had three Zay Jones in this. <laughs> Zay Jones is so back. This is a Zay Jones podcast now. I'm so, this is a little dirty secret. I'm so into Zay Jones right now. I'm starting Trevor Lawrence as my streaming QB. And I'm going to stack Trevor Lawrence and Zay Jones to a first round playoff <laughs> win. Who you got? Who you got in the playoffs? 
Uh, Breesy's Pieces, which I believe is Levi. Oh, that team's dead. What a what a cakewalk well, draw. I should also just say this, which I might regret. I might pivot. Trevor's not locked in because I'm. They're playing Dallas. It feels bad having your starting quarterback going up against the Dallas defense. But Trevor's just yeah. been playing great ball. Balls? I'll drop Tua. You can have him. You drop Tua. I will for you. Yeah, he plays cool. the Bills. Not, cool. not a better match. A, he's not a cold weather quarterback. Oh, it's at Buffalo. Yeah, no chance. I would, I would start Trevor Lawrence over him. I would too. Why not Jerry Goff? Why not run it back on the Jets? Mm, well, we'll get into that in the Jets segment. Jets defense Jets. is good. Oh, also a good defense. Look at all these streaming QBs and Tough matchups. Cold weather Jared Goff and MetLife. We'll get to that game. More about this game. Any other things that really stood out to you as you watched this game? This was a crazy football game. Yeah, Justin Jefferson is pretty good. Oh. Um, I was going to say, feels like we like should give him some qu- credit. He had the quietest two hundred and whatever twenty yards that like I've ever seen in a football game. Well, every completion yeah. was to him. It yeah. got loud, but especially at halftime, quietest ninety-three yard half of all time in history of the sport. He looked up. I was like, "Oh, he's got ninety-three yards at halftime. That's insane!" And then he, I'm more than yeah. doubled it in the second half. I'm probably the only one that realized he was going off just because I was playing him in fantasy to try to make the playoffs. So I was very cognizant of what was happening, which was unfortunate. 35 points in a PPR league. No, touchdowns. no touchdowns. That's insane. He should, I mean, he should have had, had one too. And he potentially should have had a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, he still scored that drive. Would have won anyways. Oh, yeah. Potentially. Oh, um, like Kool-Aid skull suckers here. Uh, like part of my take verbal mean of the meme of the handshake tweet when people put do the handshake of like a name and a name. Jared Goff, JJ McCarthy, deep ball specialist. Huge Don't development. Do that. Oh, <laughs> they hate it, but it's true. Gus Johnson could have been on the Lions broadcast saying they said he couldn't throw the deep ball, even though his JMO one he joked was a, actually a punt because that's what it looked like. And then his Jared Goff, his DJ Chark one was an absolute dime. Uh, Who he, said Jared couldn't throw a deep ball? That was a narrative this year. We all talked about like, could he even not me? J-Mo? Could he even hit JMO? Could he even? Yeah, and he then didn't. he underthrew JMO like we expected him to. And then in the Thanksgiving game, he put one of the worst balls in the history of fo- deep balls. He thought he was going back shoulder. It was a miscommunication. People just always doing my guy Jared dirty. It's That's still not a, fair. If you miscommunicate a deep ball, it's still a bad deep ball. He's the and, best quarterback and, in the NFC North this year. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird chuckle from God. Like, do you, I do okay. agree with you, dude. This is a weird debate to get into. Well, we can't. Kirk threw for over 400. Kirk was slinging the rock around Ford Field as well. But he was. If, the, if the Lions had Justin Fields, we might have a couple more wins too. No. Do you know Justin no. Fields has fumbled 11 times this year? Were those all earlier in the year? Because I can overlook that. 11. We went Grant. one and six. We were freaking out when Jared fumbled five, has fumbled five times this year. Fields has fumbled double digit times. With all that plus said, interceptions. Question for the group. Do you guys still I still need to see Jared Goff be pretty consistent over these next four weeks to like be really sold? Because I can't just forget some low points of last year and going one six. Like it's been a nice six game stretch, but need him to play well outdoors. Need him to look the part in the next four weeks, at least where I'm at. I'm curious what everyone else thinks about Jared. I don't need Jared to be a superstar the next four weeks or anything. Just continue to be serviceable, and I think it's safe to say he'll be he'll be back. Honestly, I said in the moment 
at Ford Field that Jared just bought himself five-year contract. A, a little premature, year, probably at five-year extension. I mean, I, mean, I, yeah, still... I could see it. He's young. It's not like he he lacks talent. He has he has talent. He's a good quarterback. He's playing really well. I mean, you guys are going to have a top four pick, and I think Strouds are. I think you guys are guaranteed to take Stroud if he's there at four with your Rams pick, which maybe could be like a Trey Lance situation where he's just on the bench. But I'm going to say something reckless. To be the quarterback. I don't want CJ Stroud even if he falls in my lap. I'm just going to say that right now. I think that's I might, reckless. That's I would something you've that. said for weeks. I might. I don't want him either. I want Bryce I want Young or no one. Bryce, Bryce Young or no Jack one. Zach Wilson. Uh, no. Jason, uh, no, I, Jason, no. I don't want Will Levis. I don't care how much oh, arm dude, talent he has. He's not Josh face. Allen. He's got huge hands. He's got huge hands. No, I don't want Will Levis. I, I do see the Josh Allen comparisons, though. Um, yeah. He'll mean, probably suck for three Will years. Levis and might then. just be Jared Goff. They're just completely different players. You never know. Never know. No, I I know. He hasn't played in the NFL. You have no idea how he's going to play in the NFL. He's faster and more athletic than Jared. No offense to Jared. Yeah, Jared is really. I was thinking about during the game, like if there was a scramble off between Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins, who would win? And I landed on Kirk Cousins because I was like, he's still. Mm. Kirk's had some nasty scrambles this year. As someone who's seen, Jared's had one nice scramble this year, and he got a he got that personal foul again this weekend. Mm, Yeah. Nice scramble, got a got a penalty. Jared knows what he's doing. Give the man his credit. Jeff I want Okuda. you to praise Jared right now, Grant. He's been playing amazing. You want him next year. Pending the Regardless. Last his contract's so big. Can we rework it? It's not that big anymore. Look at all the other quarterbacks. He's not that big. And his cap hit goes down. That's what she said. It's, it's still like $68 million over two years, isn't it? 52 Oh God! And it's it's light. Comp- I mean, you're you know how much you have to pay for a top five pick. If this is an Alex Smith starts when we have young Patty Mahomes in the wings through the draft, I can live there, with that. There is no other Patrick Mahomes, Grant. Well, there's going to be another one someday. No, We're probably not. Alex, that's such a ridiculous thing to say. There's going to be a kid that absolutely he's unbelievable. Is... <laughs> there will be someone that good. No, no, I don't. I don't see it. Not for a while. I mean, I know they're different, but like we just had a Josh Allen enter the league and a Joe Burrow. Who's Joe Burrow that he put? He has Mahomes in his pocket. Mahomes does things that Joe simply can't do, and I love Joe. I don't think he'd do. I think you're a jealous little girl about Joe Burrow. We're so off topic. Jeff Okuda is a fantastic tackler, so much so that I think he's probably the best tackling cornerback in the entire NFL. That was a takeaway I had from Sunday's game. Sure. Let's get better at coverage, though. <clears throat> Yeah, I didn't really go back and digest this game that way. Of course you wouldn't. Um, that makes I don't, sense. I don't think they did the same strategy against Jefferson in week three. I think that was apparent by how many yards he got. So I don't think they did the whole like double team with like Okuda as the main guy the whole time. Because every time I looked up, Okuda wasn't tackling Justin after the catch only once, and it was a really good tackle. That's why I wrote that down. And Jeff had the fourth and one stop. Absolutely plugged that hole. In that the was big. Game. So I don't know. But... As long as you can keep a team under like 25 points with this offense, you got a chance to win a football game. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a corner at the second pick this year in the first round, if available. Two. I don't know enough of the cornerbacks right now. Joey Porter. 
son. Ah, I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Two amazing plays in this game. The fake punt and the Panay pass. Balls. Big balls. Panay pass. Do you think Dan really didn't know about the Panay pass going on? I think that was just a bit. Hand up. I was listening to the McAfee show because I wanted to see what he said. I got lost in the sauce, and they were kind of confused too. A bunch of our B writers, the people that work for like Pride of Detroit, were like, he was on 97.1 earlier in the morning and said he didn't even know the way was going on. So I think this was like Dan Campbell meathead way of def- deflecting credit to his coordinators, which is really funny and awesome, but also confuses a very like low IQ fan base, which I'm lumping myself into. I was very confused. I thought he was being serious and like, that's uh, not great that he just had no. It felt like a bit. It felt like a bit. So I think he was well aware of everything that was going on. Um, It's awesome. And for people that are like, it's, I don't think I've seen anyone say like, oh, it's too risky to do. If Andy Reid did stuff like this, we would call him a genius because I've watched Andy Reid do stuff like this. So we just have to accept it. Like if it went poorly, I'm still going to like the idea because it was, it it was there. So you know that all the dumb fans are going to, would be furious if those things didn't work. Yeah. They'd be like, like, fire Dan Campbell. Yeah. Like, I am not in that camp. I'm all for being aggressive when you are not as talented as some of the other teams at the top of the league. And it like was around 30, right? Was the fake punt yeah. was wild. It was wild. That was ballsy, but I And your boy on the other side of the field got that taunting call and yeah. I, mean, I just don't it had nothing to do with the play, but yeah, yeah. Spe- special it's teamers okay. though—they gotta talk that shit when they can, dude. It's gotta be so boring on special teams. That was their they, moment. They always like after uh, touchbacks, the special teamers always pump up the crowd as they leave the field for the defense to come on. It's a it's, it's a staple of every NFL game, um, every football game, really. But I thought Dan did a good mix of like passive. There was another time earlier in the game when they they looked like they were gonna go for it on fourth and four, let the clock run down, they kicked a the field goal to go up like. I was like, good, we kicked the field goal, we took the points. It was a little risky to kick with Badgley at the end because if that got blocked for a touchdown... My dad hated it. Hated it. Texted me in the stadium. <laughs> you got here for being aggressive, and now you're going effing conservative. <laughs> Just freaking out. Classic. I forget how long the conversion was, but it was like flashbacks to the Minnesota game at Minnesota where we kicked, missed. Not like it was going to happen again, but the kick was a little closer. I mean, we attempted like a 58-yarder or something in, at Minnesota. Yeah, and Badgley had missed already, but I think he redeemed himself, so he thought he was back on track. So I can live with it mainly because we won. It's easier, it. to, it's easier to nitpick stuff like that after a win. Um, Evan's not on right now. I had a question for Evan. I was going to try to get him to publicly apologize to Taylor Decker because Jeremy Reisman tweeted out that he had another game with no pressures, not even no sacks, no pressures on the quarterback. And that's his fourth game out of five. I think that he's had no pressures. He's a great football player. And Evan will eventually admit it. I don't, I don't even really know what Evan's hate against him is. I, I, What's his problem with him? Like what does he just we don't like him? We don't really know. State. No, I think, I think he just thinks he sucks at football because he I, had a couple penalties. He's a little penalty prone. I think he's had lower seasons than this is one of his better years, so I think it helps. He's had some hiccups, and mainly Evan always says he's paid too much money. That's but that's Evan's right. argument with every single player that is good, but not good enough. Like Evan, Evan's got to realize at some point that um, everybody's expensive. That is worth a lick, and that's just how it's going to work. You're not gonna have a cheap roster and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean he's a he's an above average left tackle in the NFL. 
I feel yeah, comfortable I say saying. Easily. Like I think he's got to get paid in that range. Um, the next part was the season turnaround and the playoff push. I want to go quickly into the playoff um, math, I guess, for to dumb it down. Again, another credit to Jeremy Reisman, good beat writer for the team. He broke it down in a very Spartanotes way. It's essentially, as we I think we all know, it's a four-team race between the Giants, Commanders, Seattle, and us. So if we go two spots, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. If, if we go four and oh, two of those teams have to go two and two. Or if we go three and one, two of those teams have to go one and three in their remaining four. And we will be in the playoffs quickly. Their schedules to make you feel better. We have the Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers. I'm not doing home and away. That's too much. Commanders. Commanders have the Giants, 49ers, Browns, Cowboys. Two losses there. I can smell them. Giants have Commanders, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. Two losses there. I smell them. Seahawks have 49ers, Chiefs, Jets. Loss, loss. Three losses there. So... Yeah, I, I, when I look at that, I know like the probability, like the Kornacki on Sunday Night Football says we still have like a 16 to 20% chance. I think it's higher in my personal, my personal formula. I think we have like at least a coin flip chance to make the playoffs. I don't think so. No, because I don't feel great about us going four and down the stretch. I, I think, I think three and one can get us in. I've done, I've done it on the, uh, I think if we go three and one, it's no, it's a no. I don't see it. I see it. I'm you got to think about right teams. The Eagles could rest their starters in the final game. That's the big that key. stuff's going to start happening. That tie really boned us. Um, so I think we great. want. I think we want in this big game. I think we want the Commanders to win. No, no, to lose because lose. I think they could lose to the Giants, the 49ers, the Browns, and the Cowboys because the Browns are better now with Deshaun. So that's four teams that are tough. No, not true. The Browns are better now than with Jacoby Brissett. No, no, no. I don't know if you followed. Deshaun stinks poo-poo right now. Two games. He'll like, be bad. poo-poo bad stinky. Jacoby was one of the most efficient QBs in the league. <laughs> okay, well, I can't trust your Jared Goff takes. If you're Deshaun is tell me. diarrhea right now, and that's generous. But, Connor, <laughs> I know that you're paying attention. He's making progress, though. Is he? Yeah, he was cramping out on the field and massaged himself this time. So, uh, you know, he's making progress. It's big. Hey, he better do good. He's my he's my second fantasy quarterback on my roster heading into the playoffs. So, mm, Well, he sucks. I'm sorry that your team's going to lose. I will say that when we were watching Red Zone in Deshaun's first game back against the Texans, there was many, many throws that we looked at each other and were like, Deshaun stinks. Stinky poo poo bad. I think his thinking is that he forgot he was on the Browns and not the Texans because it was like his first game back. (laughs) So maybe he actually thought that he was supposed to throw to Houston. Oh, I like that. You're right. Anyway, actually, that same comment Colby made about Red Zone is I I looked at Alex last year about Jalen Hurts and look at the turnaround that kid's made. He's a baller now. Grant said Jalen Hurts was god awful. He couldn't throw five yard outs last year. I don't know what happened in the offseason. I guess just hard work. Duh. But like, it, I yeah, I have seen. You know, is he's gone up like eight percent in completion percentage in one year, which is unprecedented. Question for the group: 
the three guests did did any of you find yourself fully giving up on mcdc when we were at our lowest of lows one and six or how did you feel about coach at points in this year i know connor was calling connor said we should fire dan campbell early on i forgot connor's a packers fan i mean if if things wouldn't have turned around yeah i'd probably be sitting here like i mean how much longer are you going to give the guy because at, at first you know i don't know like the beginning of the year it felt like one of those guys that's like Oh, he's a super cool person. You like to have him around, but when it comes to football, is he really going to get it done? But now, him and I guess more credit to Ben Johnson. But but now, like it's turning around. So he bought himself another year. If next year goes, if we go ten and seven next year, then I mean he's good. But if we, you know, if you start out one and six again next year, I think he could. I don't know. There'll be discussions. But I mean, like, uh, what are the chances of Ben Johnson? Do you think he's gonna get any offers? I no. think he's got one more year in Detroit, and then he'll, think, if he has another great season, he'll be out. I think he's a horrendous football coach that no one really wants around the league. Honestly, he is dog shit. No one should consider even like interviewing him. Honestly, I think they should uh, fire Dan Campbell and bring in Ben Johnson as the OC and bring Matt Patricia back. <laughs> okay, so next question, Grant. This year. Shout out World of Isaac for that uh, statement, though. Ben Johnson's awful. Nobody wants him. He's ours. <laughs> well, he is awful. He's an awful coach. And I'll push that propaganda for a while. I asked that question about MCDC to, again, pat ourselves on the back type of show where we never fully gave up on MCDC. I was probably one of the more critical ones. Evan was always year three, no matter what, how this year went. Evan was, was ride or die. Die. And he I said, had a lot of negative things to say about him. I said, you just got to get above what you did last year. You got to get the four wins back when we were one and six. And I can be like, all right, fine. We're making incremental progress. Um, but we never fully were like, this guy stinks. There's a lot of people that I've seen on Twitter that have decent amount of followers that have been like, this guy is an absolute joke of a coach and we need to get him gone yesterday. So those people can't be feeling too great nowadays because the whole city yeah. is behind this guy and you're like the odd man out who didn't just shut up when things were going bad and just wait how it went. Grant, bring Jim Alex. Caldwell back. Come on. I'll do that. Every time I see someone <laughs> sick say, of that take. Oh my God. The amount of people and like people that aren't Lions fans that I've encountered in my life, like what you guys fired Jim Caldwell. And I'd be like, yeah, he was like one in 500 against teams that were above 500. Same thing I say about Stafford. I respect the hell out of Stafford. We just never won big games with Matthew Stafford. You want to hear a stat? We just never did. Yeah. I love stats. Dan Campbell against teams five games or more above 500 is 5-0. and oh. Seems made up, but I love it if it's true. 5-0. So and oh. Packers would be two of them, but who else? Was that when you had uh, the Vikings on Sunday? Yeah. Uh, well, the Cardinals okay. yeah. last year. Mm, that was a huge game. And the 7-2 and two Giants this year. Oh. Now, is that a cherry pick a little bit because the Giants suck now? Maybe. Or we broke them. So if you get the playoffs, you you're guaranteed to win every single week pretty much. I've seen so much smoke from national media that if the Lions get in this, into the playoffs, they could do damage. And I just <laughs> I need everyone to calm down. I need to see us make the playoffs. The we are America's team. I will say it's awesome having like the country on your team's back. Everybody's I think it's the, Nobody's I think it's the kiss the of death. Except for scummy Packers fans. Like, <laughs> it's the kiss of death. What did you just say, Colby? 
I said nobody's rooting against the Lions except for people like you, Packers fans. But you're not even Hunter is rooting for right us. now. I'm I'm rooting for the Lions to well actually I'm rooting for my perfect scenario is Packers Lions. Like Colby, we already talked about this. Packers Lions last week, both one win away. Winner gets in. Packers are dead, Connor. Packers I'm sorry, sorry, Connor. Oh no, I know they're dead, but I want Lions to have to win at Lambeau. Which we won't. Like, I already know. We're going to miss the postseason because of that. That's just how it's going to go. Hoping Rogers still Matt Flynn nightmares in my head right yeah. now. We're different. I, I did have one theory before we go to the Jets game quickly was I just was sitting around. I'm like, so what really changed in this team from being 1-6 to now? Because we've had injuries throughout the whole year. We're about as healthy as we've been right now. So I think that plays a huge part, especially in the offensive line. I did have one of those like woke theories, I would say. It's probably overthinking it, but I remember watching Hard Knocks and just seeing our training camp and how hard we were hitting every single day. And like it seemed like compared to other training camps around the NFL, like teams don't like full live go tackle people to the ground that much at all. So watching the Lions do that every single day. I was like, did we come out slow because our guys were just burnt out from training camp and ran into a bunch of like fresh teams? But now the hard work is paying off because they can go harder, faster, longer. I don't really know what turned around in this team, but it's kind of remarkable that they were one and six and then they just won five out of six and nothing really Um, changed. Well, Dan ripped Aaron Glenn behind closed doors about his defense. They fired the defensive coach. Yeah, we did. And then, that. boom, everything magically started what game, working. After what game do we fire the DB's coach? Mm, great uh, question. I think it was was it Miami or was it Miami? Was it, was it one and six? Yeah, after like Tyreek and Waddle carved us, but they carve every team. So yeah. The the Patriots twenty nine nothing was the low point of the season for sure. Oh, by far, yeah. by far. Yes. That doesn't even seem real anymore. I know. And that's a different the, team. The offense well, that's what scares me. It's like completely awful. They're, I mean, different. I don't. I mean, it's they're two completely different teams. Just like heading up northeast to New York to play the Jets. I'm just praying something crazy doesn't happen where we go there and just lose by like we're one and zero in that stadium this year, Colby. I know. Yeah, Jets are both. I mean, both teams are so desperate. I mean, if either team loses, like there's a good outlook that they don't make the postseason. There any, there's a, a lot on the line. Yeah, we every single game we play yeah, this year is at one o'clock, except one. They should. They could. Oh, they, never mind. I was gonna say that they could flex it, but they already have a good game for that. Maybe yeah. the Lions could get a flex action. That'd be cool. I'm gonna keep my eyes out for that. Carrot versus Carolina, since Carolina's fighting for their division win. What a choke! Imagine if we were in that division. I think. To Colby's point, I don't think you have to worry about us getting blown out against the Jets, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if they lose. I think everyone like everyone knows the Jets started hot, Sauce Gardner, Buzz, their rookies, um, and they kind of hit a lull and they had the QB stuff. So I guess the biggest things is like their defense is just elite. Like they have a very good defense, top to bottom. I hope Quinn and Williams doesn't play. I believe he's going to be out. Are you Ian Rappaport breaking this news? I saw talk of it today on my feed. Is, the good thing is Mike White is day-to-day, so that is your quarterback. I hope Zach Wilson plays because that guy, <laughs> talk about quarterbacks we've seen, that guy stinks. And I said that since the first snap I watched him play. Zach Wilson? He is awful. Yeah. 
It would be classic, though. Get benched, come back. Got to play an injured relief. Baker Mayfield us. Yeah, that would suck. All right, here's your latest. This was just today. Yeah, four hours ago from Danny Rogers, our beat reporter. Quinn and Williams, calf, no practice. Salah said he's 50-50 for the game. He's out. <laughs> Mike White, limited. So he's going to play if he's limited today. He's probably going to play. Yeah, he's in. He's a gamer. Head coach, out. He's on the Spartan Dog for Life show today. Yeah, that was crazy. I saw Joe that. Flacco's coming in to torture you guys. I'm fine with Joe Flacco. I'm worried about the Ohio State and Ohio State crime Garrett Wilson might do to Jeffrey this weekend. I did have Garrett Wilson written down. He's like sneakily. He's going off. Up the ranks. Like Olave stole the first going half of the year. off lately. So Olave still has the lead on rookie yards, but it's like a 30 yard gap. Garrett Wilson's right there. I don't think he's had a game like below 50 yards in like the last five, maybe one random one. Um, but he's had like a 160 yard game in there. Like he's. He's, oh, he's he's really good. He's legit. I have nightmares I, from what he did to Michigan State oh, last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Our our your guy Grant just got absolutely torched by him, <laughs> Marquis. Oh, Marquis Lowry, that sucks. What's Marquis Lowry doing these days? He's still on the squad. He's just been injured, hanging out, just chilling. He's not in the portal, so he'll be back. Um, that's really the Jets game. Should we do? Let's do some predictions. Ooh. Start with Jason at the bottom. Uh, yeah, I think they're gonna fall this weekend. I'm sorry, and I think we'll lose seven on the show. Twenty-one seventeen. Thank you for giving us Evans' prediction, Colby. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with them. We're gonna stay hot, but it, we're gonna score less points than we normally do. It's gonna be like. 20 to 17, we win 23 20, something like that. Connor? Um, I think it's a trap game for both teams, but. Double trap. Should be riding. What the hell is a double trap? 29 20. <laughs> is it a trap game when 29. you're looking ahead? <laughs> trap games when I you're like coming off a big win or desperation. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. This is, since it's a double trap, it actually equals that definition. So, yeah, I'm going Jets 29, Lions 20. No Brandy? chance the Jets are about to score 29 points. Mm. They might. If they do, kind of, we'll revisit this and I'll Many be in my Ah, Does it come to a run or an end? Does that eventually end? it will, right? It has to. And you're first thing I'm going to say, I'm going to do a little like just quick prayer for everyone's health on the MetLife turf that is going to be gone after this year. It's just the biggest win of this game is everyone comes out healthy. So I'm going to say that first and foremost. The Jets are a good football team. I wanted Salah as our head coach. I'm back in on Dan Campbell now that he's wooed me. I'm easy to be wooed. Given with that being said, how easy I am to be wooed. You're Detroit Lions, 19, Jets, 17. Oh, yuck. Yuck. Get out of... It's going to be one of those games where you're just screaming, get out of MetLife now. Get on the bus. We just stole a game we should not have won. 19-17. Alex. 27-17, Lions. <laughs> slurp, slurp. Let's just not – I mean, haven't been wrong on a predi- – I don't think I've been wrong on a prediction in nine weeks. So you've gotten every score right in nine weeks. <laughs> result. Result. Okay. I'll have to go back and check that. 
I might have put the lines to beat the Bills. Nine weeks. Mm. No, you probably picked the Bills money line. All right, we'll check it. I'm hot. I think I'm hot on the picks. I hope for your sake that that trend continues. Um, There was listener questions. I feel like we probably hit them all. Wouldn't you think we just talked about them for a long time? I'll ask one question. One fast question. It's a yes or no, no background. Do the Lions make the playoffs this year? This is not a listener question, Grant. This is me, my listener question. Do yes. the Lions make the playoffs, yes or no? Yes. Colby? No. Yes. Yes. No. Okay. Move on. I'm looking at... I just want to answer one for Ben because he's so diehard. Um, and we did kind of answer him. Do they need... The Lions... Do they need to make the playoffs to maintain momentum? I don't think so. I think they'll have momentum no. going into the next year no matter what. They don't need to make the playoffs for this season to be deemed successful. Alex, are you going to Minnesota if they play the Vikings in the first round? That was a question. Uh, absolutely, yes. No no doubt about it. Or saving it for next year's home game is what they're thinking, which I love that our fan base is already thinking about posting games next year. <laughs> no, I'm going because I got... A free couch. Do you have a couch? Bhutan. Well, it'll work. The Loris couch. Uh, Would you guys rather the Lions get it? Because, like, I mean, there's a chance that we finish, like, I don't know how it all shapes up, but, like, somehow we get in as the sixth seed and we're over, like, Washington or Seattle or something like that. And we're the sixth seed, we play San Francisco. Would you rather play San Francisco first round or Minnesota? I feel like that's an easy question. Obviously, I think it's Minnesota because of how yeah. good San Fran's defense is and the fact that we should be 2-0 and against Minnesota. Correct. That's what I was thinking. Uh, but I don't really love our chances with either just because it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah. And I think the Niners are really good. But Brock Purdy, you know, that gives me a hope. Recency bias, I would say, play Minnesota. But if Brock Purdy kind of stumbles, which – you got to figure a last pick in the draft rookie quarterback is going to stumble at some point. I wouldn't mind that matchup. I'm not he like, terrified of anybody. Season. I don't think he anyone is. Yeah. I don't think anyone. I wouldn't want to play Philly. No. Well, we're going to have to play Philly in the second round if we. We're talking second no, round. Maybe. first game. No. If, if we win the first game, we will I have to play Philly. Not exactly if, both wild, if both wildcard teams win. We're gonna lose to the Jets this weekend. <laughs> if both wild card teams win twice, the lot and the Lions are the six. We could host the NFC Championship game. Shut I up, just Alex. Want to see Lions choking in it. I just want. I'm gonna root so hard for them to get to the championship in the NFC. Then chokes. You can. Experience. You don't know how on tilt I'll be for that entire week. Connor, I, I have to take the week off. Be really on tilt. This might be like. Oh, I'd be gonna... panicked, Connor. That's, I've never seen that in my life. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to speak for the whole fan base because there are probably some winners out there, but this is my loser fan base. Like, if we made the NFC Championship game and lost, I would still be like really happy about everything that transpired. Oh, I would be drinking the, so after, much Kool Aid about like the upcoming months, year. But there's there's no way you're going to. You, your fan base after. has expectations because you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. We've never even been to the NFC Championship in our life. I know, but never you're going to play That'll be the yeah, saddest moment of your life. Yes, it will be be very depressing in the moment. And then I will drink so much off-season Kool-Aid, you have no idea. We'll have a top-five pick and be an NFC Championship game. Like when Michigan lost to Georgia, I wasn't, like, devastated. 
I was just like, well, it was a good ride. comparison. When Michigan State loses in the Final Four in basketball every year, I don't cry. I just like, well, that was a good season. Oh, Texas Tech, I was pretty mm, upset. That no. Texas Tech one, you had to be feeling bad. That one hurt. That one hurt. But that was also the seventh one I had seen in my life. All right. There were expectations. Quickly do the do you know ball quiz. Not everyone has to answer. Just maybe you guys can use our brain power to get it. Um, this is from Barstool of Sports. So it came from part of my take. When they were talking about like, do you know ball? They put together a five question quiz to see if you know ball. Number one. There is one instance where a team can attempt a field goal where the opponent must be at least 10 yards away from the spot of the ball and cannot rush their opponent. What does that team have to do beforehand to make this happen? It's <laughs> a real question. Can you yeah. repeat the question? There is one instance where a team can attempt a field goal where the opponent must be at least 10 yards away from the spot of the ball and cannot rush the field goal attempt. What does that team have to do beforehand to make this happen? Hmm. Connor, you know, it looks like. Have you taken the test, Connor? Has anyone taken this test? No, but they they talked about it. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what they argued about on PMT last week. I I have no idea. I I really don't know. I actually should remember this. This happened in London in 2019. I worked this game and I was absolutely flabbergasted at what I was watching because I didn't. (laughs) So you should know Joey Sly or something. Yeah. So it's like, but what is it? Oh, so it's if a team punts to you and you fair catch, and then on that first down. You kick a field goal, which they did because there was only one second left in the half when he caught the fair catch. They can't rush the kick. Wild. Hmm. It's like a it's like a fair catch kick. I don't know why they invented that, but that is a thing. It's a dumb rule, but whatever. So um Congrats, Grant. You know ball. Well, I didn't really know that. I go, there's a video that's linked to it. I'm looking at the quiz now so I can see the answers. A punted ball is touched by the punting team. The punted ball is touched by the punting team first before being downed. Then the receiving team picks it up and runs with it. The receiving team member fumbles the ball, and the kicking team recovers. What happens next? It's still the receiving team's ball. Correct. Yes, that... What a scenario. Jason, isn't that what happened in our (laughs) Madden game? Or no? Oh my god, that's what happened. I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> because me and Jason were playing Madden and had a really weird like scenario where we couldn't figure out why it was like Jason's ball or something because we thought it should have been mine or it was something like that. Hmm. I don't know. That's weird. We know ball. Question three. Team A lines up for an extra point. It gets extra point. It gets blocked. Team B gets tackled in the end zone while trying to run it back the other way. Which team scores, and how many points do they score? The I know this the one. Kick, the kicking team? Safety for the kicking team would be my guess. On an extra point. Oh. Oh. Is it one is it, point? Is it one point? For the, it is a one. The only way you can get one point in the sport of football. Is it for the one kicking team? One point for the kicking team or the receiving team? It is one point team. that kicked. Yes, Team A okay, yes. It's one point. So they basically get the extra point if they tackle you in the end zone. It, it happened in the 2013 what Fiesta Bowl. are these rules? <laughs> wow. Play Between that game. Oregon and Kansas State. That was the, the Anthony Thomas return the opening kick looked at his watch game. 
whatever that was. Well, we were busy playing for a Rose Bowl. I wasn't very interested in that. So we know ball so far. Question four. Four NFL teams have never been to a Super Bowl. Who are they? Lions. Lions, Jaguars, Texans. Texans. You got three of them. That's the Browns? Yeah. We know ball. That was easy. Last one. From 2001 to 2018, the AFC starting quarterback in the Super Bowl included Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or Ben Roethlisberger, all but two times. Who were the Flacco. Other, who were the other two Q, two QBs that took their place? Tro, uh, Flacco and Trent Dilfer. Not Dilfer. It's a good guess. I think he was uh, 2000. The year you said 2001 to 2018. Yes. This is a crazy stat that those three guys were in all the Super Bowls except for two. I've seen that yes. stat before. Um, what the? He's got a. Great... Is it a more recent Super Bowl? Culpepper? No, it's old, old guy. Um, Probably somebody I'm not going to know then. I think they. It was when they played the Bucks. They played Gruden's Bucks. Oh, so the Raiders. Yep. Uh, Gannon. Rich Gannon. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Great Rich QB Gannon. name. One of the best QB names of all time. So yeah, I would say we know ball. We know ball. That yeah, we know ball. Besides that test, we even knew ball. So whoever tried to set us up with that, that thought we were going to fail. Jokes on them. Wrong. Um. Okay. We'll do Red Wings hockey first. No. Connor was passionate last time. Guys, I was trying to find things to talk about for the Red Wings. I struggled. Hand up. I really just didn't have They're very like injured, that. and they've lost a few games lately. That's what I'm going to say. What Are we talking about bad injuries? I, that's Yeah, just the whole team's injured. Brown got I hurt. Bertuzzi's out for weeks. Larkin got hurt last night, but I don't know what happened. I did see that on my phone, and we got a push notification that Larkin was going to be out on Wednesday. But I mean, and then their other, their second goalie, Nedel Shevich. I mean, he's just one of the worst things I've ever seen. What is this an Evan where pronunciation is not a strong suit? (laughs) Nedel (laughs) Shevich. Yes. So I, my, all research for this came from the athletic. They did like a, they do like sport cards for hockey teams and they put your stats on it. And it's like really easy on the eyes to look at like where you rank in the NHL. So my hot takes from that is it looks like Dylan Larkin's playing well. Lucas Raymond's having a little bit of a sophomore slump. David Perron's been a nice pickup. Bertuzzi's been injured and hasn't been doing great. Um, Kuba, Dominic Kubalik looks like he's been good. This is uh, Red Wings fans that are actually fans like these guys. I mean, they can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just don't, don't come here for Red Wings talk. Hugh Suter not having a great season. Our backup goalie has been has been bad. <laughs> nice. He's a. He sucks. <laughs> our starting goalie seems to be really good. I would Uso say. is very good. Yeah, but all I mean, right. Just, yeah, he's a. All right, that was the Red Wings talk. <laughs> that well, was talking hockey. Connor, how did, if you've seen more of them, how did they get to the point where they were the Make they were in the playoffs as of recently. I mean, what have they been well, doing? The main thing is sucking. That you, they usually just push it to overtime. They have like a lot of games in overtime, which so you get one, one points theirs. And then no, usually I saw they're they a very bad shootout team. Oh, my one God, and seven. They're, they're so bad in overtime. <laughs> they're a f- joke. So that, that that tells right. That tells they're also me. a really streaky team because they go in like four games and lose three and they're hot and cold where they're getting the fans expectations high and then low so i mean it's just kind of a nice little roller coaster 
So what the OT thing tells me is that maybe our new coach, Lalonde, maybe he's got a good system for the team, but we don't have like high-end skill players when you're three-on-three in overtime and we just stink. Yeah, that's why that's, that was my only note for this game is just exactly what you said right there. Really? I know yeah. Puck. It just just tells me we don't have which Evans. We have a 7% chance of making the postseason according to the athletics as of today. They're only like three points down, though, and they're two games less. But, I mean, they're definitely. They're still bottom of the league. To Connor's point, look at these swings. So we had a three-game win streak, then a four-game lose streak, then a four-game win streak, then a three-game lose streak, then two wins, then three losses. This team is an absolute roller coaster. (laughs) Yeah, and pretty much they're in a loaded division too. They just lose in the overtime. I saw the Bruins are like twenty three and four. That's not even fair. They they're already so have greater than a ninety nine percent chance to make the postseason. So do the Maple Leafs, and so do the Lightning, which are all in our division. But the Devils, the Devils are twenty one six. Are they supposed to be good at hockey? They have a ninety nine percent chance of the postseason as well. They went on a fourteen game or thirteen game win streak earlier in the year, like because they started out like two and three or two and four, and then they just won fourteen in a row and skyrocketed. Boston has a 75% chance of being the one seed already. I mean, it's we are December. But we are 30 games in. That's more than 30% of the season. So, I mean, we had to talk about the Red Wings. We were overdue. They've already played a third of their season. I just don't know what to give the people. I have not been watching them. So, hand up. I just haven't been watching Red Wings hockey. Me either. I, I put them on last night. At the very end, they didn't score a single goal. So, I was like, well. They lost one nothing, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. And by the time Carolina? I turned it on, everything, yeah, every Alex, no 99% postseason chance for Carolina. Yeah, I mean, you look at the teams. I'm looking at the playoff stands right now. There's one, two, three, four, five, six of them. The top six teams don't even have 10 losses. And a couple of them, most of them have less than six or less. That's pretty crazy out of 30 games. Some elite level teams at the top. And we the only Seattle have... Kraken have a way better chance of making the postseason for us. That kind of hurts. They sucked last year. Can you name the only two teams in our conference? There's only one team that has more overtime losses than us. Capitals? The Philadelphia Flyers. We should play them. Less than 1% chance of making the postseason. We are better than them. I don't know. That's all I got, guys. We have a minus three goal differential, so we're about like a 500 team, it feels like. We're the Minnesota Vikings just without the wins. Okay. First 10 win team through this point of the season to have a negative point differential. That's Red Wings talk. I don't we, we need we need a guy in the draft. We need to keep stacking players. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um Pistons, Pistons I got nothing to add to hockey, so Pistons, I uh Victor sweepstakes is on. Why don't you give that last one? This game is a just shot. one tonight. Wembayama. It's really close. I think, it's when, when, I think it's when Banyama. When Banyama? Yeah, when Banyama. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. Cool. My Pistons take. <laughs> when Banyama. I'm glad to see the Pistons won. So thank you, Colby, for telling me that news. I, in order to prep for this show, I woke up from a nap and I turned on the game, Bally Sports, and I saw it was. 73 to 69. I'm like, oh, third quarter. Nope, it was halftime. So I realized that we don't play defense still. We gave up 69 points to the Hornets at halftime, which seems laughable. Um, we did score 73, so shout out to us. We won the game, but this team stinks. And 
on the list. That's of things, an understatement. The They're list dead of, last in the entire NBA. The list of things that could have gone wrong for this team when you like made a little list, pros and cons of the Pistons year. Kate Cunningham season ending surgery would be number one of the cons. And that happened. So that's yeah. about where we are as a fan base. My question that I had wrote down that I was curious are any of you guys starting to get like Detroit Tigers flashback where you're just becoming numb to this team and don't really care until they do something remotely good? Yes. I th- yes. No. Yeah. I think it's been that way like the last <laughs> seven years. I mean, they've sucked every year. Yeah. But, I mean, this it's... team I'd say is more just because they still have more, a little bit more fun young pieces. But yeah, this team's fun because we have players that like could be fun or not fun, if that makes sense. Sadiq base not been very good. Anyone want to guess what his three point percentage is? It's really bad. He's on the way out in the trade rumors. I don't like that. 16. 29 percent. There was there was a time last but year bad when that, you uh, six a game. The Celtics offered us Jalen Brown for a package of Sadiq in first. No, they did not. Yeah, that's the rumor. That sounds like a that Jake like Fisher that. Bleacher Report bullshit. Sadiq and the Jay Ivy pick. I think the SGA stuff was real. For uh, oh my the god, pick. that that's starting to look nice. He's pretty good. Um, yeah, I just we suck. Yeah, it's disappointing. A stud. We could trade Bogey for a first or a second, possibly. But <sighs> Bogey's a stud. But yeah, Bogey's the, yeah, he's all we have though. He's the only guy on our team that can shoot three pointers. Correct. Yeah. Like if we're Buddy gonna talk, Bayhan. at the end of the day, this season is a wash because of Cade, and we should go for the first pick. If you believe in NBA rig conspiracies, you're gonna think they won't give us that pick because they gave us our I want one guy or two in Cade. Um, but my biggest concern to go bigger picture with this team, it's still early. People can change in their career. Is it like? the bulk of our backcourt can't shoot the three-point ball, which seems like a big problem in today's NBA unless they're going to play elite defense, which we clearly don't so far. Shooting's everything. Like, for example, it's early. Cade was shooting five threes a game, only 12 games, so whatever. But he didn't have a great first year. He was shooting 28% from three. That's not good. Jay and Ivy shoots five a game. He shoots 30%. That's not good. Cade, Sadiq Bey shoots 5.5 per game, 30%. That's not good. Isaiah Stewart, credit to him. He's our second best three point shooter. He shoots four games and is 36%. So credit Isaiah Stewart for maybe so maybe those guys can figure it out. I just You know what you need to do, Grant. This is this is the time. Let's give Killian Hayes some praise, okay? He's playing well. He had 25, 8, and 7 tonight, too. So say that. At least at a minimum. Let's let's give him some praise, Grant. You owe it to him. I am happy for Killian Hayes and what he's been doing. It's good to get this growth, especially as Cade's out. Um, unfortunately for Killian Hayes, through no fault of his own, similar to how Jeff Okuda has been treated by you in the past, as I, that I turned around on, continue to watch Tyrese Halliburton look like a franchise-altering player, I'm just never going to get there with Killian Hayes. He's always going to have that little asterisk in the back of my mind. Leads the team in assists, steals, has a three to assist to turnover ratio of three, which is very good. He's a good player. He's playing well. All all that he needs really is just more minutes. He's not a good player yet. He's 
he's um showing flashes and then if he gets like a, another year next year where he's like fully consistent that he's good but it's like i just you just can't look at tyrese halberton's numbers and be like i just think about what could have been and i was on it before the draft that's why i'm more mad like if i was like oh no killing's the guy i never, i didn't know who killing hayes was until draft night and i was like all right i'll sell myself on it i wanted tyrese halberton because i watch college basketball and Tyrese Halliburton is averaging 20 points and 10 assists. And I'm just I can't like, get around on Tyrese Halliburton because he shoots like a dummy. Well, then yeah, you're just a dummy. <laughs> nah, he's good. His career three-point percentage is 40%. Is our team any better with him, though? Are we oh. or we still probably suck with Cade injured and out for the season and Sadiq Bey shooting 8% from anywhere? I mean, tell me how the Pacers are doing this year, and I'd say that's close to what you get because we – because we took, I mean, they have young pieces. They weren't supposed to be great. They're not great. Better than us. We'd be better. So, yes, we would be We're awful. We're the worst team in the league. It's not hard to be much better. I just don't know where it goes. I also don't want to talk about a guy's job when they're so low, but this is kind of the thing. Dwayne Casey have. needs to be fired. Oh. He should have been fired two years ago. So Yeah, I mean, that's not hot take. That's it, just true. But in a nicer way, like he is serving his role. Like he was the Ron Garden hire. He was the Jeff Blaschel, like veteran coach to get guys along. But I can't take this team seriously until like there's a new sharp mind in the building. Yeah. Maybe yeah. keep, maybe you can keep Dwayne Casey on staff as like a mentorship role. That's fine. He seems like he's got a lot of knowledge. He's like, the players seem to not hate him. Let's but... get rid of John Beeline because he's supposed to be the shooting coach and he's garbage <laughs> at it. So, I would like that's to know not Michigan bias. That's just if your job is to make people better at shooting and everyone sucks at shooting, you should be fired. Yeah, I don't know what is. I don't know how hands on he is though. I don't know if that was like a retirement job. Well, whatever it is, get rid of him. Um, is anyone overhaul? Jason, anyone? Are you guys like deep down, like big picture concerned about Cade's injury? Because I know there's like hyperbole, like vegan talk and whatnot. And I've been reading like shin injuries are very strange. So I might be concerned a little bit, like more so than a normal like ACL injury. Well, uh, yeah, he's got to start eating meat. Not the turkey, though. It's a scared bird. But uh, he needs to start incorporating chicken, maybe some red meat. Uh, some bison ground that, beef like actually mm. impacts him but uh yeah i mean i'm nervous about it seems like he's injured all the time uh i don't know yeah i guess now both the seasons so he's had like because he started the year last year with an ankle and yeah. then came on i i'm still holding out like comfortability with him because i think he's a dog and i think that's what we identified when we watched him in college like he's a competitive freak and he, he could tell he worked really hard in the offseason because he looked like a different grown man when he came back. So I have no doubt that he's going to like work really hard. It's just you don't have many shin season-ending injuries where like you debated for like three months whether or not to get surgery. It's just I, I just can't wrap my brain around it because I don't know. I, I don't have much history of this injury, and that's what's concerning, the lack of knowledge I have about it. You know, I feel like I haven't really heard of many people with like a shin injury in general, season-ending or not. Like, I feel like that's just, unless it's shin splints. But... <laughs> I was going to say shin splints is all I think of. Yeah. I had a bad case of them in middle school or whatever Everyone it was did. when he hit his growth spurt. Everyone had shin splints in seventh grade track just because they didn't want to oh. run. I was going to say, I never personally had shin splints. I can't speak to them. I faked shin splints for sure. I, I still fake them so I don't have to run. 
Yeah, any anytime like sometimes. you miss a shot in basketball, you'd be like, oh dude, I missed that. My shins, dude. I gotta I can't <laughs> jump. Can't can't release. That's strange. Um, oh, I broke my elbow on that shot. Oh. <laughs> my UCL. So the Pistons are the Tigers. Good yeah. point is I Let's think boycott them. Jay and Ivy is third in rookie scoring, so he's doing solid. He's not like insane, um, but he's doing really good. And then Jalen Duran is playing a lot, which is good because they're both really young, so they need as much experience as they can get. I don't know what else to say. I just I will not care about this team and take them seriously until they learn how to play defense because that seems like the most simplest thing you can ask a team to do. That's just about caring. And if you don't play defense, then I can't get behind you. Yeah. I mean, I, they're an absolutely awesome opening day team. But, I mean, to be honest with you, yeah, the first game they won, they lost two in a row. I haven't watched a single full game, like, since. I'm trying to think like, of the last really one I watched, team. yeah. Maybe I tuned into OKC because I thought we'd win. I forgot I watched I that. don't think I've watched a game since the one that we won live on air on the podcast. <laughs> that was, like, one of the first. That was, like, the second or third night. Yeah, it's it's just, just tough rooting for loser, losers all the time. And and the Lions are giving us hope. And it's partially hockey, too. Like, the regular seasons of 82 games just stink, dude. And they don't matter. Nothing. And that's a big thing why I'm so depressed about the Pistons is because they need to even get as, in as the eighth seed and get their butts whooped at least once to, like, learn what playoff basketball is like. It's just a, like we we set ourselves back a whole year with this injury because like he's going to be the face of us and they need to learn how to play together and learn how to lose in the playoffs and then make adjustments and find a new coach. And if he's not playing like I don't we just need Wembanyama, I guess, because then we're going to be elite the year after. The NBA starts in October. Yeah. And finishes in June, June. or yeah. I was thinking regular season. June. 50 games would be really nice. Let's. Yeah, let's talk about that, Adam Silver. I never will because of money, but... Not even the regular season, the playoffs in general. Like, It's just like you hit the NBA Finals and you're like, oh my gosh, the first round of the playoffs is like two months ago. Yeah. Well, legitimately it was. So long ago. All right. Miscellaneous bucket to end it out. Um, Any college stuff anyone has? The Tigers made a trade that I liked. And then Christmas stuff. But we don't have to get too um, Christmassy because we still have one more episode before Christmas. So boycotting the Tigers, so I will not be commenting on anything Grant says about them. Your full boycott, even though we have a new GM, I thought you liked it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Boycott's still pretty much on for we now. Trade a guy that looks like a winner. That's all I'm going to say. He looks. Like he a looks cool. Baller. <laughs> that guy. Don't know Braves. anything about his baseball skills. Yeah, they're, they're talking they're about like Justin Henry Malloy. Was that was the main guy that we got? He looks sweet. See lawyer Malloy's son? I don't think so. But he spelled his name. You know Justin. who lawyer Malloy is? No, no. All pro safety in the, the Patriots. Patriots and Bills. Yes. Great yeah, it's guy. not. Great job, it's, not it's not spent. It's not spelled like that. Why? Well, I don't have the spelling. How about having me. the first name lawyer? Can we just talk about that for a quick second? Yeah, it's something. L a w y e r Malloy. Mm-hmm. That'd be a lot of sweet puns if he was like a. You say he was a safety? Yeah, hard hitting. Yeah, like you just safety. I bet they would like like he brought justice on that hit or some cheesy stuff like that. Like there was probably a lot of good puns with lawyer Malloy in your secondary. 
I'm surprised you thought of that. That was very cheesy and ter- like with, terrible. With like Aaron and Judge. Like, oh, good. Yeah, like everything Aaron about Judge, that was uncomfortable. Everyone's like, <laughs> just like justices in session when he hits a home run. They have people that dress up in the outfield. Like, Anyways, Legion um, of Boom. So the Tigers made a trade for a guy that Grant thinks is cool because his picture looked nice. And he played okay. at Vanderbilt for one season, and Vanderbilt is a factory. So he's done nothing in the majors. He transferred to, to Georgia day. Tech. No, but he was his like first year. He went from A ball to triple A ball in Jeez. one year. We're talking about this. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm calling my shot. Next bucket. Um Michigan State football died a few days ago and now it's back alive. I had a question. Is the sky falling in East Lansing? Jeremy Bernard. Although I heard people saying Jeremy. Jeremy. It's, it's Jeremy. Jeremy. I'm under the impression it's Jeremy. Jeremy. I listened to a Twitter. I thought space. it was Jeremy when he he committed last year, but then I was told it was Jeremy, so I don't really care. Or no, he's not on the team, doesn't matter. I listened to a bit of a Twitter space with the chief of prop, and he was confidently saying Jeremy. Then maybe it's Jeremy. Bernard out after one year, who was tabbed by Chief to be the Big Ten freshman of the year after week one. So I thought Listen, it's falling. real simple, Grant. But then it's real simple. people came in. So I don't I just want to get your guys' thoughts. When a guy doesn't even visit your campus and then just signs and doesn't oh, tell sure. anybody, uh, yeah, this stuff kind of is going to happen. He didn't never <laughs> even been to Michigan. It's like online shopping. You see this without winter? trying on the clothes, baby. <laughs> I like the look he of that. Came on a whim because his position coach went to Oregon right at the last second. Did he see some of those Mel Tucker photos? Like what? What sold them on like going? Like how do you just pick uh, Mel State? called them? He Mel just won the Peach Bowl. He called them and he was like, "Okay, I'll play for you, Coach." I love. He that. saw Kenneth Walker. Yeah, he, he was. He's he's drinking the green Kool Aid at that point. I love that. Um, and now he's going back to the West Coast to be closer to home because he probably hates this weather and hates Michigan State, which good riddance. Don't care. Yeah. The sky is not falling. I think it's laughable to watch our fan base implode over one kid leaving on a hundred man roster. Is just laughable. Laugh out loud, funny. I laughed quite a bit. Yeah, Jason, talking to you. I'm just kidding. I have no idea how you felt. No, <laughs> I'm not. I just think it's ridiculous. People overreact. I always tell Grant about recruiting. You just got to wait to see what happens at the end. You can't just judge it all and the summer because but but now michigan state's turned into michigan and think that winning summer recruiting is like we're the greatest football team ever when it means absolutely nothing i will never forget the june recruiting banner that michigan state fans hung on twitter everyone just needs to chill out it's fun how it finishes look i don't blame any fan base when you're racking up recruits in like a five-day period it's it feels good it's awesome but in even more so now in this world of recruiting Kids are not committed. That is a joke. They shouldn't even have commitments. Kids are like, yeah, I'll announce my decision. You on sound like Friday. Chris Solari. Chris Solari never calls him commitments or whatever. He calls him something weird. <laughs> well, I'm not a loser like that. No, you are. I'm saying Chris Solari if, in the chat. If you are committed, and I, and I see this thing, it's like the decision Friday, but the kid's already committed to a school. I love that, though. I love that. <laughs> he's like, he's either going to recommit to the same school or commit to a different one. It's like, well, people just open up the Brinks truck and. There's money getting thrown around recklessly and the one-time transfer rule. Even if you get this kid, as we saw last year, you got a nice, sweet commit, signed, and then boom, gone in less than a year. I heard um, 
in the college football space, one of the guys I like is Josh Pate, his show. I feel like he knows what he's talking about and has a good like sources. He put a Twitter clip up today that was like kind of calm everyone and saying like the bigger, more established college programs aren't giving out as much NIL money up front as you think. Like, yeah, I think I think not. we know AM and Miami are, but I think like the established, like they said for quarterbacks, they'll do that and maybe an edge rusher, but for the like they're not paying offensive tackles like eight hundred grand to come to school. Like they're just no. gonna te- they're gonna the explain other. to you what you're gonna make if you're good. But I think everyone needs to relax when they say, Oh, X and X dropped a bag for this kid. I don't think that's really how it's going. There's a there's a few schools that do that. Miami, Texas AM. Louisville was doing it, which is wild. Mm. Um, but yeah, most of the schools aren't doing that. But kids also are now thinking that they're worth like millions of dollars without playing a single snap. And so then their egos have just gone through the roof about this stuff, which is another reason why they're flipping every 30 seconds. It's, it's exhausting. I don't I don't recommend anybody following it until the And end. I I can't blame him. If I if Grant was a highly touted wide receiver prospect, I would like to play at Michigan, Notre Dame, LSU, and Ole Miss by the time that my college career was up. And I probably would try to do so. <laughs> I think it'd be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't you guys love to go to four schools, do different climates, maybe mix in a USC? Like if I could go anywhere in the country, I'd try to live it up and play for six years. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, mm. No, I don't think it's, I don't think I'd want to do it like that. No, it'd be fun, guys. Come on, two schools. That. Yeah, I, I could say two would be nice. Go to the rival and then just be a, no. the most polarizing athlete in the country. No, but I would for sure go to the SEC. Do you think it'll ever happen where like a really not like a Ben Van Summer in the world, but like a really good player will flip across the state border rivalry and like play against the other team the next year? That would be electric. I think it's low probability, but you never know. I'm waiting for that day to happen. Andrew Anthony when he hits the portal. Good. I have probably, seen graphics of him. Probably end up at Iowa, right? Feels like that's the funnel. Yeah, yeah. but my last point on the uh, sky is falling is um, you got your greatest running back ever out of the portal, so um, the portal's going to give and the portal's going to take. So just give relax. it and take it. Yes. Now I also normally have reached that conclusion with you about recruiting where I try not to get too worked up. But then after seeing like Diamond Edwards and JJ make immediate impacts their sophomore year, I'm kind of more flipping back to like, it really does matter. I've landed on but No, this. no, the, the talent matters. I'm not saying that. I'm saying watching kids flip back and forth 200 times doesn't matter until the end. Yeah. I think you need like a couple high-end guys. And then if you have good talent development, don't be mad if you get a couple, like a lot of three stars. Like three stars can turn into really good players if you have good talent development. Michigan State has, in Mel Tucker's last two seasons, 17 four-star recruits. And Mark Antonio, the last six years before that, had nine Mm. total. If you get 22 starters on 11 on 11 on both sides of the ball and they're all four stars, I think you'll be pretty good. So just relax. Just wait. Everyone but you're also playing against teams that have the same, if not better. You're playing three teams that'll have that. Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State. Every year, if you can't beat those teams, you won't do shit. Facts. Yeah, facts. Michigan State has five top 300 recruits. There's only Ugh. four other Big Ten teams that have top 300 we recruits. We got to add in the rest two. Of zero. 
two Pac-12 wagons. That's going to be fun. College football is fun and not stressful yeah, at all. And Dante Moore is going to be a UCLA Bruin quarterback. Oh, God. Yeah, what's up with that? That'd be crazy. Uh, he hates the state. He doesn't want to be here. He spurned Michigan. He spurned us. He has no interest. You in go to UCLA or Oregon? He's a weird guy. He's visiting Ohio State this weekend, so watch out. If uh, Dante Morris, yep. Oh, they That's just the smoke. They just, they just took a QB I mean, though. There's no way he's gonna yeah. do that. Well, if he goes to UCLA, then he can come into East Lansing and come into Ann Arbor and beat us. Yeah, good luck, um, dude. Talk coming. At least <laughs> with you guys, if it makes you guys feel better, I don't um, feel bad. At least, like, if there's any recruiting struggles, you have an actual. Like you can tell yourself a reason. I can't figure out. It's our Michigan's class is arguably worse overall, like in the scheme of themes than Michigan State's because of the success they've had on field. I can't figure out why they're behind South Carolina, just, Arkansas. I don't like, think they're putting full time and resources into it. Yeah, probably fair. I think they're hitting the transfer portal harder than years past. So there's, I think 30. they got someone today. They got one, and then they're trying to get a Coastal Carolina guy. That I think it's down to USC and Michigan. Grayson McCall. No, Josiah Stewart. He's an edge rusher. Not to get in the weeds, but he had a good freshman year, bad sophomore year trying to get out. I spent the last two years dedicated to trying to uh, follow the portal this year. I'm just out on it. Just I'm just waiting to see what happens. It's it's way too much. There's way too many kids in there. I can't follow it. Yeah, I try not to th- check Twitter for it. I'll just look if there's like an article written, if anyone says like this is close to happening, or I'll just wait till the push notification hits my phone. I'm like, oh, we got a guy. It's more fun that way. It's surprising. Message boards are exhausting. I don't know how people keep up. Yeah. Michigan State fans are just exhausting. They My get worst. mad when we get a recruit. They get mad when we lose a recruit. My worst uh, message board moment was when I thought Michigan was going to get Amani Bates in the summer, and I was on that case for like three days thinking like what's going to happen for latest updates. And after that moment, I thought I was like, wow, that was pathetic that I invested that much time and never did it again. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I read on a message board once, I have to say this, that on this was on signing day. It's like the first time I ever looked at message boards. Um, and I read, Keon Coleman will be signing with Tulane. And like every single person on that website was like, yeah, no, he's a lock to Tulane. Good riddance. Even if he came here, he'd transfer after one season, blah, blah, blah. Just so much Keon Coleman hate. Then he flipped or probably was never going to Tulane, whoever came up with that. And then not, they're like, oh, well, we don't want him because he was going to go to Tulane and he's going to transfer next year. And now he's pretty good. So that's how I know message boards are just a joke. Hmm. That's a good one. Um, For the three guests, what's the number one thing you want Santa to bring you for Christmas this year? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea. <laughs> you go ahead, Jason. Yeah. I, uh, I've gotten to the point where I like only – he asked for clothes now like i'm pretty privileged i have everything i want or could want so it's just close like i i would be fine opening up socks and underwear so simple man love that i think for christmas this year because i mean i sent my mom a couple things i mainly just said like hey like you just want to give me some money gift cards i'll go buy my own clothes that's it. Uh, Christmas is just getting boring now. I hate not being little on Christmas. Christmas used to be fun. I mean, you are a little now boy, Chris- Colby. All right, got her. Now Christmas morning, I mean, I, I know I'm going to get some clothes. 
Yeah, I'm with Jason. New socks and new underwear. That's a good Christmas. That's a good Christmas morning. I I, I actually changed mine. If I could pick one thing, it would be a shot of Michigan sports, Grant, Alex, and Evan beer poster. You know, like those sexy beer posters? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. That would be the one thing I would ask from Santa. That's something Santa's else. not really, you know. Okay. Okay, guys. Uh, kids oh, listen to this show. Yeah, we've got little kids. Uh, yeah, actually, whole team. Who do you want, Connor? Stop. Got it. <laughs> oh, uh, I asked for the a big old bong. There's a, there's a new dozen <laughs> trivia card game that you know I absolutely want. So that's what I asked for, Alex. That that fits you. That does. Would you want God. to play with me sometime? Grant, what do you want for Christmas? Um, I don't know. I was gonna, I was saving mine for next week. We still have one more before the holidays. You want me to send this over? That would be nice. There's no denying that. I'm good with my new coffee pot. That's all I need. Simple guy. So was that uh like a gift from somebody else, or did you buy that though? Oh, mine bought that gift from my parents. So, like, I'm not going to be back at my home. So, I'm going to Marissa's in the UP. So, the present situation is a little weird. So, she just, I actually just purchased it on Amazon with her card, and that just counted. Gotcha. Towards it. How's the show? Saving my Christmas. What you want? Yeah, no. Grant says he wants to do it next week. I'm gonna wait for Adam. I'll send I'll send the three of you guys who I'm getting Alex for Christmas. It's pretty funny. Uh, Do you guys have any ideas of what? Oh, you know what? Based on that, you actually we'll just wait. We'll just wait till Alex gets it, and then he'll send it. Yeah, I I like that better. Yeah, yeah. He'll just yeah, and you'll know. So you didn't grant something. Well, I have to now. I told him not to do that, but I thought Grant. I don't want to be that guy. I thought of something that I would think was cool, but I don't want to put that on you um, because that's just kind of weird. That is. Why don't you tell Marissa? Maybe she'll tell me on accident. I'll give you a hint. Last when I was I lived together, I got him a nice off of eBay a Kenneth Walker Michigan State football card that was pretty sweet. That is cool. They, they don't like make official ones, but they do like paintings of people. JJ McCarthy is one of my favorite players. Alex, just a little. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 All right, that is episode. 101. Wow, you guys run for 100 and 101. What a ride. Um, Cheers to 101. And God, this is a low on the... Oh, the Lions just continuing their stretch and hopefully getting Evan back. We need to to corral that kid back in. Cheers. Yeah, to Evan. And in Michigan State, hockey, uh, 1-1 split with Michigan over the weekend. Very Hadn't nice. beat him in like six six games, so Nightingale. Did Evan uh, make a comment? Nightingale comment. Our, did Evan make a comment about our uh, performance in the pod last weekend? Or last week? He didn't listen to it. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs>